Two hours away from the kickoff, BYU football. Play fake for Wilson, a deep drop. Goes for the back right pylon of the end zone. He's got a touchdown, and the Cougars open up on top. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. To get you ready for today's battle on the gridiron, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. BYU football fans, welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars face fellow independent, the Flames of Liberty. Welcome outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the beautiful Cougar Canyon. My name is Jason Shepard, joined as always by former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson. Riley, the feeling around this BYU football program has changed dramatically after the loss to South Florida. BYU now 4-4. Four and four. They have won two in a row most recently against Utah State, a team that had beaten them two games in a row. Now, we still don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Cougars tonight, but overall, the feeling around this team is very good. The way they're playing... Uh you know, quarterback is always the most visible, and it's the one we all love to pay most attention about. And it is true that a, a great quarterback can lead your team to wins where maybe they otherwise weren't available. But the way this team has won all year has been a total team effort. I said going into the Utah State game where, where we were still a little bit unsure. We were pretty sure we were going to see Jaron Hall. and We ended up seeing both Jaron Hall and, and Baylor Romney. But my feeling going into that game is it doesn't matter who was at quarterback because of the way the offense, defense, and special teams are all playing as units. I feel that same way going into this game. That said, I do expect to see Baylor Romney two concussions in his two concussions in as many games for Jaron Hall. Uh, you just don't want to risk that. And while Zach is reports are that Zach Wilson is ahead of schedule on his thumb, uh, I think it would be pushing it to bring him back early, particularly when you don't necessarily need him to be able to get a victory against Liberty here tonight. Before the Cougars face the Flames, let's get to the three things you need to know. Number one. As we mentioned, BYU now four and four, winners of two in a row. That includes wins over then number 14 Boise State and then sort of rival Utah State. Riley, the adjustments that BYU has made have worked masterfully. It looks like a completely different team from the one that lost at Toledo and South Florida. Listen to these stats. The first six games for this team. They were scoring 22 points a game, giving up 31. The last two, they're scoring 35 and giving up 20. It is night and day the way this team is playing right now. That uh, The South Florida was our sixth game, which you get 12 regular season games in college football. And we said, look, this after that South Florida, I remember doing the post game with you and Greg and saying this team has to turn around, a complete 180. Well, those numbers right there bear it out. Just the simple metric of, of scoring and uh, they made some changes some of which we'll talk in the next segment about as to what those were but they, they're working and the trick now is keep them going as we get into game tonight's game seven eight and nine and on through number two <laughs> questions at quarterback once again something we brought up uh, just a moment ago Jaron Hall Baylor Romney and Zach Wilson all listed on the BYU depth chart this week Zach Wilson ahead of schedule I know he was warming up uh, on the stadium just a few minutes ago. Here's what we do know, and you said you think it's going to be Baylor Romney. I agree with you. That's not with any inside knowledge. I just assume that's the way it will play out. Uh, one thing we do know is it will not be Jaron Hall. He is in street clothes in the stadium as we speak right now, so it will not be Jaron Hall uh, as the quarterback tonight. And let's be honest, Jaron Hall was amazing in the first half. 
at USU. Romney started the second half and continued his amazing play as well. Uh, Kalani said in terms of Zach Wilson, whatever the status is between doubtful and questionable, that's kind of where Zach is. But it's certainly good news to see that BYU's number one quarterback is making progress and, like you said, ahead of schedule. Yeah, between doubtful and questionable, really you wouldn't play a guy until he's at least probable sure. right, on the injury list. So another reason we don't expect to see Zach Wilson. However, you mentioned he's warming up, so he's available if needed. right? Of course, Joe Critzlow is there as well. Again, I think this team's playing so well. I don't think you risk it because uh, uh, an injury to the throwing hand, especially the thumb, which is so vital in grip strength, you don't want what you don't want is to rush Zach back unnecessarily. Have him go out there. Maybe a ball slips out of his hand because his grip isn't all the way back. You know, it's a, maybe a costly fumble or maybe one sails on him and it's an interception. And all of a sudden, his confidence starts to wane and he's like, "Oh, maybe I'm not back and this and that." Yeah. Rather, it's better to just let him get back to full strength, breathe him in, or bring him in when he's ready to go and when this offense is ready to receive him. And uh, the luxury that BYU, that this BYU team has, is that Baylor Romney has been absolute nails yes, has. and has another opportunity to, to show that to the fans and all of Cougar Nation again here tonight. Look, there's a reason why Zach Wilson is the number one quarterback on this roster. He is really, really good. And I can't wait to see him in what this offense looks like now. I'm really excited for that. But I said it this week on BYU Sports Nation. The reward you get from playing Zach Wilson today is is not greater than the risk if he gets hurt. You should be able to beat Liberty with the quarterbacks you have on the roster. And I, I Baylor has more than proven himself in the times that he has been given, if that's indeed the way this plays out. Finally, number three. The Liberty offense. This is a very impressive Liberty team coming in from an offensive perspective. They are 36 in the country in total offense. They right now, yards per game, about 445 yards per game. They are 39th in the country in scoring offense, averaging 34 points per game. They are coming off a school record, listen to this, 730 yards of offense versus UMass. Now, nobody is going to mistake UMass for a defensive juggernaut, but 730 yards offensively is very, very impressive. Over the last three games, the Flames are averaging seven yards per play, and their quarterback's name is Buckshot. I mean, his real name is Steven, but everybody calls him Buckshot. If you've got a quarterback whose nickname is Buckshot, you know you're going to be pretty good. And your leading receiver's name is Marcus Golden Gandy. Or, sorry, Gandy Golden. <laughs> yes. Forgive me. Yes. It's a hyphenated last name. But, uh, <laughs> no, and he's he's actually a tremendous player. When I popped on the film, schematically, formation-wise, what they're trying to do pre-snap and all, it's, it actually reminded me a lot of South Florida. However, South Florida in the second half against BYU just gave up in the pass game and was able to do it with, with the run game. Uh, I... Liberties, while they show some of the same schemes, some of the same formations, they're the exact opposite. They are, they are more skilled and more productive through the pass game, but they still give you that same kind of look, which for me, the fact that they've been very productive uh, – up to this point in the season, and they remind me a little bit against South Florida, which kind of snake bit BYU. Granted, we just talked about it at the opening of this segment. BYU is not the same team that took the field against South Florida. That, for me, while I do think BYU should be able to, if they come out and execute the game plan, win comfortably, they better be on their toes because Liberty's not going to lay down for them. Well, here's what I'm very curious to see how Liberty handles this. I saw Greg Rubel tweet out earlier today that Liberty had not played in front of a crowd larger than like 23 or 24,000. Well, we're going to more than double that today at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm very curious to see how they do against a very large crowd, especially against a team like BYU that is playing its best football of the season. Coming up next, 
we get our weekly QB read with Riley. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Coming to you live from Cougar Canyon, BYU, and the Liberty Flames coming your way from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson with you. We were talking about this uh, a little bit earlier when we started the broadcast, just how much of a difference there is with this football team over the last couple of weeks. And, Riley, you, you think there's a reason for that beyond just the X's and O's? So let me take all of our listeners back to a movie that's almost 20 years old now. Remember the Titans. Very famous. We've probably all seen it dozens of, not, of dozens of times. And it, When they go to training camp up, or you, you'll remember the backstory. It's a team, two high schools coming together, getting segregated and are getting desegregated in a segregated South. And they're having between the old school and the new school, and they're having a conversation. And in the course of that conversation, they were kind of struggling through camp to find who they were. And they have a, they have a conversation about leadership. And one, one of the captains says to the other, attitude reflects leadership. And leadership begins while, yes, it does, the, it, the players play a vital role in the leadership role. It starts with the head coach. And the leadership that Kalani Satake showed two games ago when he was when he was basically got down in the mud and started getting dirty, took over far more responsibilities on consulting with the offensive staff and the way that they were doing things. From many reports have said he's come in and basically has acted as the defensive coordinator, um, you know, and, and is working, you know, has taken over that role uh, together with Eliza Tuiaki, but there's no question that he is the guy heading that up. And so that is something that is, is to be, that needs to be commended. It needs to be noticed. And to me, the biggest reason for the turnaround. Now, it's not good enough just to turn around for two games and go four and four and have another slip up. Toledo and South Florida were both unexpected losses. Yes. The entire month of November are opportunities for unexpected losses. So how do you avoid that? You had the the coach Coach Sataki provided the the catalyst for the turnaround, but the players have to take the baton and run with it. I, I this week I had and many maybe of the older generation, hopefully the newer generation, this inspires them to Google it, but I had a, a conversation with Peter Vidmar, an Olympic gold medalist gymnast. He was on the 1984 uh, a, a USA uh, a men's Olympic team that won the gold medal. He won the gold medal in the pommel horse with a perfect score and then took the silver medal in the overall. And, of course, the reason why our listeners may know him or be familiar, he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But he told a story about how he had a great coach named Mikado Sakamoto and, and when he was at UCLA. And Mikado led him through these morning routines of workouts. It wasn't the nor- – these were like conditioning, start the day off right, really set the tone for yourself as a championship gymnast. And Mikado took him through these for the, through his first – when he was a young gymnast, uh, just starting off his college career, and took him through these workouts. Well, it was about nine months into doing the, these morning routines when Peter went to his coach and said, Coach – I'm gonna. I'm vowing to you that I will not miss a day of morning workouts. And then Peter proceeded to tell me that all the way from that time, which was the start of his sophomore year at UCLA, all the way UCLA, all the way up through winning the gold medal in the Olympics, 
he did not miss a single morning workout. That's through injuries. That's days when he was sick, days when he didn't feel like it, days when he had to catch early flights. And the reason why I love that story and why I think it's so pertinent for this BYU football team is it started off with great leadership from the coach, where it should start off from. But but Peter, and of course gymnast is more of an individual sport, but this BYU team as a team needs to take that baton, feed off that leadership, and then turn that leadership into ownership. And when the players own it and they're doing those things without being asked and it's an inward motivation that's when a team becomes special and that's when a season becomes special as well well and it's it has certainly been evident that there is a change there's there's a different attitude around the program and 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 from an x's and o's standpoint riley all of the issues that had plagued this team up until the last two games i don't want to say they're gone but it is such a turnaround the offensive line has looked fantastic. The offense in general, executing at such a high level. You have the defense that's playing assignment sound, not missing tackles, getting pressure on the opposition. Like everything that we talked about doing better against the run. All of the things that we talked about is things that BYU needed to work on. The last two games, they have done a remarkable job of, of flipping the script. That the struggle Toledo and South Florida think about that Washington we lose Tyson Williams Toledo lose Zach Wilson and those are just the and then our, of course Jaron Hall against South Florida those are just the most visible ones forget the you know Keanu Saliapaga Thomas Schoff like I, I can't even I can't even name all the names that we've <laughs> lost in the mix and the different lineups that have been trotted out there on the offensive line the defense they've been there haven't been as many devastating injuries of course Zane Anderson was you know his uh, key player who was lost for the season but they're more nicks and cuts you know Kavika Fanua misses half a game or has to sit out a game and you know the the Kafusi brothers and this and that it's but now it's it's all kind of converged where you've had you know young players like Blake Freeland Sione Finau, these guys have emerged on the offensive side of the ball as well as, uh, you know, a linebacking core that was like nicks and cuts and couldn't all seem to stay on the field allowed them to go seven deep of getting experience, and now all those seven are healthy. So you can plug and play, keep all those guys fresh, and they're all making and they're all making plays. So for them to weather that storm and to do it, you're right that schematically and from an X's and O's, drastically different on defense, and they've kind of they've kind of stuck with it on offense, chosen to get a little bit more creative. It's the same base scheme, but they're just getting a little bit more mm-hmm. creative, and the play calls are a little bit better. Now, the, the last thing, and I don't mean to take away from anything that they've done, but it, it is more to acknowledge the performance of going two and two in those first four games. Just the caliber of, of athletes, while those football teams might not be, you know, in the hunt for the college football playoff, Utah, well, Utah is, but yes. Utah, Tennessee, Washington, and USC are all top flight caliber programs and so you would hope we are seeing what we hope to see that when you know not that these aren't good football teams that they're lining up against but it is a different caliber of athlete and so BYU's performance has risen that is QB we read with Riley Riley I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you loose I'm gonna let you head upstairs I'll wrap up uh, our portion of Cougar pregame live uh, down here for one more segment great stuff as always and I'll see you up in the broadcast booth thanks Shep you bet that's Riley Nelson coming up next you'll hear from Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze Cougar pregame live rolls on on the new skin BYU Sports Network This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live. Hugh Freeze is in his first season as the head coach at Liberty. He was 
the head man at Ole Miss from 2012 until 2016. And heading into this matchup with BYU, he talked about facing the Cougars and his thoughts on head coach Kalani Satake. It's a different uh, ball game this week. This is a, uh, a tall task, one we're excited about uh, having. Um, but it's a different, whole different scheme, whole different world for our defense uh, to to match the the physicality of this football team. It's going to be a tall task on both sides. Kalani has done a great job there. I got to meet him this year out at uh, at the coaches' uh, tournament and on the West Coast, and he's he's just a joy. He's a really a joy to be around. He makes everybody laugh. He's uh, got a great heart, a great soul, and uh, and he's passionate about coaching his kids at BYU, and they play like that. They. Uh, you know, our big and very physical offensive and defensive lines that will, will test us for sure. And their length defensively at linebacker is uh, probably as long as I've ever seen, you know, with six five, six six linebackers that when they drop into zone coverage, it's, it's not a lot left um, with the, with them. So offensively, we're not quite sure what the quarterback status will be. I was really impressed with their two running backs, four and 35. Four's very explosive, very active in the pass game. You know, they got an NFL tight end that's a leading, uh, receiving receiver form 89 he's really really good defensively and you, you heard uh, coach Freeze talking about Matt Bushman he, defensively he said the Flames have not faced a team like BYU and he discusses his concerns and Matt Bushman is right at the top of that list this whole game plan defensively is going to be pretty new to us from what we've witnessed this year it's just different and that tight end is, is a problem you know, instead of figuring out how to take this slot out of the game or, or a wide out of the game, or you now you have to fit all the runs, and you've got to be aware of, of this tight end for sure and the back out of the backfield. Plus, they have some receivers, too, that are long. I don't think they're just guys that you fear running by you all the time, but they're so long they don't have to. But the tight end is a matchup issue. We talked about it earlier in the broadcast. Buckshot Calvert, their quarterback, putting up some insane numbers. And Coach Freeze talked about the development of his quarterback. I mean, Buckshot's in rare company now. There's not uh, there's not many walking around that they can say they've thrown for what he has. And uh, but the thing that's that I'm really proud of him for is him truly. And it took some it took some time for him to understand how to prepare to, you know, so last year it's, I don't know how many touchdowns, but it's 18 picks. Now that ratio is about 20 to two or three. That doesn't just happen because he just shows up to play. He really had to learn how to prepare and how to study. And I'm glad that he is seeing the the fruits of, of that, not only the yards, but him understanding the quarterback position is most importantly taking care of the football. That was the head coach of the Liberty Flames, Hugh Freeze. That is a wrap for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get head coach Kalani Sataki's thoughts on today's game. It's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank, for banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar football fans. Welcome inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. This evening, fellow FBS independents face off. It is BYU home to Liberty, 
in a first-ever meeting between these two teams. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel, joined in our broadcast booth by the former Cougar quarterback, the slinging, scrambling southpaw himself, Riley Nelson. And, uh, Riley, over the last few weeks, BYU's gone from uh, dire straits straight into de facto bowl eligibility. You can clearly see at least two more wins on BYU's horizon. The Cougars will certainly play in the postseason. And considering where BYU was after losing to South Florida and without the services of their top two quarterbacks, what the Cougars have done in beating Boise State and Utah State is really nothing short of impressive. In my, as, as I'm looking at this season, I think they're on their way to what could be eight wins. You look at the Mountain West, and with Boise being the top of it, and how they took care of business against Boise here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Utah State was the next steps. We have a few games where I don't think they should be in question, but they need to you know come ready to play and take care of business, and, and it will all accumulate in a showdown the last week of the regular season against San Diego State. But that's after a two and four first six games, a very good potential, and honestly, I'm expecting them to go six and zero, finishing the regular season eight and four, which at the low point of the season was that deflating loss against Southern Florida. I think very few would have thought a possibility, but that speaks to the resilience of resiliency of the, this team, of the adaptability of the coaches and the changes they, they've made. And then the way these players have been able to respond, I look forward to seeing uh, that response continued here tonight. Well, quarterback situation, of course, as Zach Wilson remains on the mend. He's not ready yet to start, but he's very close to getting there. Jaron Hall back on the sideline after a concussion. He won't go today. So it's Baylor-Romney time once again for the Cougs. And whether in relief or as a starter, Baylor has been rock solid for BYU. Coming up next, we'll hear from head coach Kalani Sitake on BYU's Romney-led resurgence as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. The coach's comments coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coach of the Cougars. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Here once again is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, for BYU, it's been another uh, season of the quarterback shuffle, whereas Liberty's signal caller Buckshot Calvert has started the last 39 consecutive games. BYU's used seven different starting quarterbacks over the Cougs' last 39, and today BYU will play its fourth straight game with a starting quarterback different than the one who started the preceding game. As head coach Kalani Sitake now tells us in our pregame interview, brought to you by Zions Bank for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. Baylor Romney will get the call and get the ball for a second career start against Liberty. Yeah, looking forward to him you know, doing what he's done the last couple of weeks. And, and I think uh, the week of preparation has been really, really good for him. And uh, the more reps you get him, the, the better. So uh, looking forward to him doing his thing, what he normally does, and, and it's going to be a fun night. Most schools would love to have the kind of quarterback depth BYU's been shown to have this year. How do you describe that room right now? Well, I think A-Rod's done an amazing job with that group and with Coach Grimes being the coordinator leading them. And, and uh, I, But I think the way that they connect with each other has been really good. Um, you know, there's been times that we've felt like we've, we're in trouble with that position group, and this year we really wanted to make a, an effort since that moment to, to try to get – uh, more guys in the room that can play. We feel really good about the five guys that can play and then looking to add some more. And, um, you know, we've signed some more and, and then have some committed that that will allow us to have that one position you just can't go without, you know. And so you're never you're never safe there. And looking at the way football goes, I mean, whether it's the NFL or 
college, uh, the starter's not always guaranteed going to be there for the rest of the season. So uh, we have to take that into account. And now it's even the third and fourth stringers that might be, be called up. So uh, that's that's important for us to make sure that position group's always taken care of. What does it do for the whole team, including the defense, when they can see a team get down to a two, down to a three, and have things still happen? Yeah, I think the, the just them not missing a beat is the key, and, and, and uh, a lot of that has to do with the preparation, the work that they put into it. And, um, because a lot of those guys, like Baylor, had to be able to run an offense without all the reps of of learning and making mistakes during that time, you know, other than the week of, you know. So um, I think it's important that those guys are, are, you know, just really aware of what's going on, even when they're not getting reps to learn mentally how to do it. And when they step into it, they, they know exactly what to do. So um, I've been really impressed with them and with, with Baylor and, and um, with his per- personal preparation and, and this whole thing. Two-thirds of the way through the regular season now, how would you say the team has rounded into shape? Yeah, I think the team right now is in a good spot, you know, and uh, we've had some uh, inconsistent spots throughout the season, and, and that has to do with a lot of different variables and factors. But um, the, the main thing is we're starting to see a lot of improvement, a lot of uh, day-to-day um, improvements, uh, a lot of um, experience really take hold, and, and that, that allows the leadership to really take place. And so uh, we've been able to put our guys in positions to try to lead, but I think the more we lean on them to make really important decisions for our team, the, the better they'll be. And, and so far it's been starting to really take shape, and, and guys are really buying into each other. Any word on how your O-line is coming back together health-wise and if we'll be looking at the same group from last week? Um, I know the same group from last week will be ready, you know, but um, we're still on hold, uh, waiting to see how it looks uh, today with, with the rest of the, the O-line, meaning Tristan Hodge, seeing if he can come back or Kiefer Longs and things like that. So uh, we feel like the five that started last week should be ready to go. They're healthy. And then um, depending on how the other guys do, but they'll probably be the more depth guys if they are, are able to play. Defensively, we're without uh, Lorenzo Fawatea for a bit still, but uh, you get Keenan Peely back. Yeah, and, and excited to get Keenan back. You know, we, we've had uh, had to rest him a little bit and get his body right. And, and now that we feel like he's going to be ready to play, it's a good timing because there's a chance that Chaz may not be able to go. And, um, you know, it's a loss to lose Lorenzo, but I thought um, Nisa Mahe has done a good job stepping in and other guys have done a good job. We've, we've tried some other guys in that position and, uh, I think we're going to be okay, though, from what we see. And then and Lorenzo, there's a good chance he could come back next week. Secondary depth really really coming along. Uh, how would you say uh, Shimon Willis ha- has progressed? Great. And I think Shimon's uh, he's got a great mindset for the game and, and his preparation, much like Baylor. Uh, he's just been, been plugging away and, and working hard, uh, even with not as many reps. And then we see the improvement, and I, I credit Coach Guilford for having trust in him and putting him on the field, you know, and um, I think he's had a, a, his first career start, you know, and he's starting to really, really buy into everything. And his confidence level is sky high right now, so uh, that's important for a corner, you know. And uh, I think we'll be able to get, um, you know, we're looking at Troy Warner joining us in the defensive backfield and Chris Wilcox, and they'll probably provide some depth. And uh, they're not in the best shape, but we, I think there's a role for them. Okay. I guess I shouldn't ignore Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall. How, how are those two guys coming along? Doing good, yeah. I, I think. Uh, Zach's getting closer and closer, and I, I think he'll be really ready soon. Liberty is a team that comes in with six wins already, uh, just four against FBS teams. That said, they got a couple of guys that have put up some impressive numbers, not just this year, but for their career. Uh, what does Liberty show you? Yeah, they're just dangerous. I mean, they can run the ball, and they, they split the reps between two running backs a lot, and, and uh, both of them have, have their own uh, unique style, but they're slashers, and then they can get upfield and make a big play out of it. And they've seen You've seen it in film. Uh, the receivers have a lot of skill, 
really big time receiver and, and Gandy Golden with his length and his ball skills and his being six four two twenty that's hard to deal with out in space. Um, but I think the other guys help complement him really well, the slot receivers and, and the receiver opposite of him. So, um, you know, with all that being said, they have a physical line and a, and a big a group of big tight ends. And so the quarterback, Buckshot, can really throw the ball, and he's he's uh, he's aggressive, you know. So uh, we're going to have to find ways to disrupt what they do and, and put them in one, get them one-dimensional and try to create as many tor- turnovers as we can. What can you do against their defense? Yeah, I think their defense actually creates a lot of havoc and creates some, ter- ter- you know, some – TFLs and things like that, and so they've seen some good offenses, and they've they've, they've done pretty good. So uh, for our guys, just to be assignment sound, and, and I think up front the O line is going to have to really take the initiative and and then uh, basically uh, show their will. If they're able to do that, then I I, th- I like our chances. Finally, Kalani, it's always about one game at a time, but if you do win, it's three wins in a row. And how important is it to kind of get? to that sense where you feel like you're getting results week to week and get on a bit of a, a bit of a run here well I think the guy knows that the guys on the team know that there's a lot of urgency to get to a bowl game and so this is one more step and trying to get to one and oh this week and I think the you know the, then the rest will take care of itself but the opportunity to be at home again and um, be in front of our fans and, and uh, you know it's going to be a, a nice nice uh, day with basketball going and and so a doubleheader you know with basketball and football back to back and so uh, I think it's important that we sh- we put on a good show and 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 uh, do everything we can to get this victory. But I think the boys are on top of it and they they seem really motivated to get this win. All right, have a good one against Liberty, Coach. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. Let's go. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake bringing us to the Homie Home Field Advantage brought to you by Homie who reminds you that there's no place like home playing in front of Cougar fans who have your back. Homie's got your back, saving you sweet cash when buying or selling a home. Call it your Homie Home Field Advantage. And with a win today against Liberty, the Cougars can't all but clinch their first winning home record since 2016 when BYU went 5-1 and one at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A win tonight would improve the Cougs' home record to 3-2. and two. Idaho State is coming to town next week with a 3-6 and six record. They're an FCS. You can count on that home record going to four and two on senior day as we take this break a reminder that title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years experience in utah provo land title has the expertise to navigate your buying selling or building project provo land title making the complicated easier our preview of byu and liberty continues right after this you've been listening to designs bank cougar pregame coaches show live from lavelle edward stadium on the new skin byu sports network Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, a classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Also by Utah Honda Dealers. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, early evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah for the BYU Store Cougar kickoff show for the Cougars' penultimate home game of the 2019 season, BYU against Liberty. Two FBS independents going head-to-head, BYU two wins away from postseason eligibility. The Liberty Flames, meantime, need one more win to be eligible for a bowl game. Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson with... Our engineers, uh, Barry Squires and Michael Wimmer. Statistician, Ralph Sokolowski. Spotter, McKay Perry. Pre-game, halftime, post-game hosts are Jason Shepard and Ben Bagley. Down on the field, Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch coming in from the Zions Bank end zone. 
For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. We have engineer Sean Fay, coordinating producer Terry South, control board operator Tanner Rawl, as well as intern James Havel at BYU Radio, interns Jeff Carroll and Nate Slack here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Well, uh, BYU's uh, weekly quarterback situation, Riley, is compelling, but neither a quandary nor a quagmire. Uh, even after losing the number one and number two quarterbacks, the BYU offense has survived and lately thrived. As, as someone who is part of uh, various multiple QB dynamics here at BYU, how much credit do these coaches and players get right now for having dealt with uh, the signal-caller uncertainty and then keeping things going in a positive direction? They deserve all the credit that anybody is willing to give them because not only has it just been the quarterback's the most visible and some would argue the most important unit, but it's not like it's been the one position and the other guy, 10 guys have stayed the same. We lost Tyson Williams, who was our most productive player through the fourth game. The offensive line has been a game of musical chairs and yet has somehow improved their performance as the season has gone on. So they truly, and then the, the coaching staff, we've seen some, it's been the same base schemes, but we've seen a lot of different looks and a lot of more cre- creativity. So they, they've been the true, you know, they've applied Darwinism as its finest in the adapter die and they refuse to die and so they've adapted and one of the things you know what to expect when this quarterback room comes to full health which all of them none of them have been ruled out for the rest of the season so we do expect Jaron Hall to be become available again as well as you mentioned earlier uh, in the pregame that Zach Wilson is getting closer and closer it, it's it really it's philosophic you you point to I had a co-worker remind me recently that Jerry Sloan always used to say that a, a starter will never lose his job to injury and that was what Jerry Sloan a Hall of Fame NBA coach you know that was his philosophy yet you look at probably the most uh, famous football example is a Drew Bledsoe injury for the New England Patriots gave opportunity to a young Tom Brady who the Patriots stuck with it led to a Super Bowl win and then has led to five more subsequent Super Bowl wins so I don't envy the coaches that have to make that decision bottom line is they've got three great players and they've proven that no matter who's out there they can produce victories all right more of the cougar kickoff show comes your way after we remind you that this season byu football and mountain america credit union are changing lives for each field goal byu makes mountain america will donate 500 to the american red cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs when we come back kalani sitake's personal touch leaving an imprint on his team as the cougars roll toward the postseason this is the byu store cougar kickoff show Live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You are listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Throw wide open, and it's a catch made for a first down. Zion. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at LaBelle Edwards Stadium, more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, it was four weeks ago exactly, BYU found itself a 2-4 and four on the season, getting ready to face a ranked Boise State team and seeing a... A, a, a murky quarterback situation. Uh, Kalani Sitake decided some changes were warranted, and most involved him getting a little more personally involved with various facets of the team with some other responsibilities within the coaching staff, getting kind of fine-tuned in the process. Riley, while Kalani deflects praise for the positive impact, we've heard enough from players and coaches to know that his personal touch has left a definite impression. Indeed, he's a powerful personality, and it's apparent there's deep affection as well for their coach and their boss and respect for his, uh, his football acumen. 
that cannot be understated. And here, here's one more thing I'll say is it's outside of BYU because other programs aren't dealing with missions. It's typical that a coach, they always say, hey, give him three years because at three years they uh, – and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because it wasn't a loud voice, but if you're out there on Twitter, which I, if you're not, I suggest save yourself some worries and maybe stay off of there. But there were some fans and a faction of the fans voicing that maybe Kalani isn't the guy and it's time to, to open up the search again. Um, but they say uh, the, the typical rule of thumb is give three years because then his guys will be on the field. Well, not only did Kalani, was he able to win over – guys that Bronco recruited or quote-unquote Broncos guys, he was able to win them over. But now we're starting to see in his fourth year that his recruits are starting to play. We look at the young faction of players. The core of this team is still very young, and those are truly because they were recruited, brought on, started with, and hopefully will end their career with Kalani as coach. They are Kalani's guys, and those guys defend him to the death. They play for him hard, and it's it's truly a great thing to see. It was unfortunate it took – you know, getting to hitting that two and four mark, but the bounce back has truly been remarkable. All right, time now for you be the judge. Brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymindusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's a BYU football trivia question for y'all: With the BYU today playing for its first three-game win streak in three seasons, what is BYU's all-time record win streak? The answer next as the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show continues from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Getting set for BYU and Liberty and giving you the answer in tonight's BYU football trivia question and our UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. The question was, with BYU today playing for its first three-game win streak in three seasons, what is BYU's all-time record win streak? And the answer there is 25 games from 1983 through 1985. That is You Be the Judge, presented by Legally Mind. Well, today could be the day that one of BYU's running backs passes Tyson Williams for the season lead in rushes and rushing yardage. As well as his understudies have played since his departure, he played so well and was such a workhorse that he's remained BYU's rushing leader since he last played seven weeks ago. It was a big blow to this team, but but one from which the Cougars have recovered. And Riley Bocioni Fino and Lopini Katoa in particular coming off kind of breakout games of sorts versus against Utah State. And they've done it in both phases. Lopini obviously had the 70-plus yard reception and ended up you – know, total yardage as you look at these two. Sione Finau has had more ball, traditional carries where, you know, he's just taken the ball under his arm and towed it, and Lopini's been a little bit more of a mixture. And I think they provide a great one-two punch. I met many are familiar that I have a brother that's on Utah State's football team, and they mentioned Sione Finau and how much pressure he put on that defense um, with just his smarts, his ability to read holes, and then his ability to, to make something out of nothing. So I expect to see that here tonight, and it'll be, you know, you look at the pecking order of who's gained what yards, really it's all going into the bucket that helps the team uh, go forward to win. The Cougars are going to need a solid rushing effort to put away Liberty tonight, and I think they'll be able to get one. More with Riley and Mitchell Jurgens next as our look ahead to BYU and Liberty rolls on from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play action, throws for the end zone, it's caught for a touchdown. You are listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio.
This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Liberty coming up, and for all of our talk regarding BYU's quarterback carousel, on the other end of the spectrum is the Flames quarterback, Buckshot Calvert, 11,000 passing yards, 85 touchdown passes, 39 consecutive starts. He's today likely to set the Liberty records for career completions and total offense. This guy can sling it, Riles. 400 passing yards, uh, 400 plus in the first half at UMass last week. I know it was UMass, but those are some crazy numbers. Yeah, he's a guy who has, you mentioned the 39 consecutive starts. He's been there, done that. 11,000 yards is a tremendous accomplishment no matter what level of football or what university you're at. So he's one that I expect to get his. BYU needs to limit him. Uh, and then his counterpart on the receiving end, Antonio Gandy-Golden, is the best wide receiver that this BYU team will have faced since USC. So BYU, I'm interested to see, and I have faith in BYU's ability to be able to come out, limit Liberty's passing attack, and if they can do that, things will be looking up. Mitchell Jurgens now in the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you, Mitch. Uh, when Buckshot looks downfield, it, it is Antonio Gandy-Golden he sees most frequently. Reminds me, not necessarily in, in, in how they're built, but you UMass's Andy Isabella was that kind of guy last year, and the Cougars did a, a pretty good job holding him down. Yeah, Greg, they really did. You know, Andy and Isabella, or Andy Isabella, he was a big-time player who's who's now making big plays in the NFL, scoring 88-yard touchdowns uh, for the Cardinals. Um, however, this matchup tonight against Antonio Gandy-Golden will be much different. Um, you look at the size, you know, Andy Isabella was 5'9", 185, and AGG, as Liberty calls him, is 6'4", 220. Um, schematically, you can draw up your defense to take away, you know, a slot receiver's window and limit his ability to make plays. Um, but even though, you know, you can do that on Antonio um, Gandy-Golden, you can't necessarily take away his ability to go up and over double teams to come down with the ball. For the majority of the season, Antonio has been double team and bracketed um, and is still putting up the numbers we see today. So, his, you know, with his big athletic frame and some of the strongest hands we'll see in college football, these BYU DBs will have their work cut out for him today to slow this duo down as Buckshot looks to get him heavily involved in the Liberty offense. Mitch, thank you. Riley Nelson's keys to the game. Coin toss, opening kick coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.